neither of us know how to start this podcast. <laughs> so I've just started with the song. With the song. Um, we never have, and we never will, I don't think. <laughs> I think probably the best way to turn people off is to start singing at the start. But look, let's just start like this. This is a very special compact dick slash announcement episode. Mm. And James, while I remember, I think you should put special announcement slash compact dick so people really download I'll, the heck I out will. of this. I, I, do you know what? It crossed my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm. you're a pro. That's why. I, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I've made a podcast before. Yeah. I made a podcast or two. But You made um, this podcast happen, James. Well, I did, Dan. And that might be interesting for the listeners to know. Yeah. So, look... We've got some big news, people. We are making some changes to the podcast. Not the podcast itself, the format, the structure, everything is staying the same. But I am going to take a leave of absence uh, because I've just got a bit of a crazy life right now and I really need to stop, (laughs) basically. I think think that's great. I I think you know... You know when the time is right to to do something like that. And if, you know, it feels like now is the time to depart. Yeah. So we're not saying it'll be forever, but at one point we were thinking of stopping it forever. Mm. And then we got all sentimental and we thought, mm. hang on, hang on. We've got this lovely audience. We've got this great format. We've done hundreds of episodes, lots of downloads, thanks to you guys. And we thought, it's a bit of a shame how can we keep it going in a more manageable way? And my answer was, you do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we came to that conclusion together, but I feel like at one stage, you are right, we were going to just end the podcast. But I found the idea of it, surprisingly to me, actually, more, much more difficult than I thought it would be. Mm. Just because... As I said to you before, and is new to you listeners, is that um, I think approximately now in in the year, six years ago, exactly six years ago, um, we started this podcast, or I started this podcast at the time, very much with Dan, uh, Dan being the catalyst for that, because we were sat in the office and you said to me, stop talking about it just do it and yeah. you recorded the very first episode with me mm-hmm. so this is this is a, a nice kind of full circle moment um and after investing kind of six years and best part of 300 episodes into this sweet little baby that we've created i found it more difficult than i thought i would to, to mm. let it go and so on that basis i'm not gonna let it go yeah. We're going to continue the podcast and just for, you know, the indefinite future, I will yeah. continue to host it and put out episodes each week. Exactly. I think the thing is for people to understand is that we is this whole podcast is me and you. This is it. Like mm. we're getting the guests, we're editing it. Mm. Sometimes our friend Chris helps us with the editing, which is very appreciated, obviously. Yeah. But that's that's it. Like there's no production company behind it. The thing that I read out at the end when I say it's a sync clap production, that's your business. It's just, so, yeah, it's just me. You know, yeah. We're not being funded by some big you know, no. production company no. and all the money we get from it goes straight back into it. So it's like it's a passion project rather than a full-time job. You know, and we have to work normal jobs alongside it. In the last few years, 
like I've had a very crazy sort of three years. So like coming out of lockdown, like my, my youngest was born during lockdown premature. My mum was diagnosed with some pretty heavy illnesses after that. Like for five months, my wife couldn't walk because she tore a ligament in her knee and I was doing everything in the house. Like, you know, I've lost quite a few friends and family in that time. Like it's been pretty relentless and things now with my mum are quite uh, heavy as well. And I'm sort of at the point where I just need to I just need to clear some space in my life for yeah, all yeah. the mad thoughts that are crammed into my head. It so could, Yeah. It should only I mean, you've managed to host the podcast and produce the podcast uh through a lot of challenging times and like you, this should only happen if it's fun. Right, mm. and if it's enjoyable, and if at any point it's not enjoyable or it becomes too much, then it there's no there's there's no point in doing it. And just to skip back a little bit to what you were saying before is one of the other reasons why we thought about drawing this to a close is because it is difficult to continue as an independent podcast that doesn't have uh, the backing of a big production company and what seems to be key at the minute is like a big celebrity host with lots of followers. Mm. So the podcast doesn't make a load of money. And for those reasons, we can't take time off of work to produce the thing. And so it does have to be a passion for doing it. It does have to be fun and enjoyable. Otherwise you do get very little return from it. And so, Mm. you know, although I'm saying now I can't let it go, let's see how that pans (laughs) out over the next few months. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah. you know, we do love doing it and that's why we're going to try and keep mm. it going as much yeah. as we can. But um, yeah. And, you know, yeah. I might be back at some point as well or we'll start tag teaming or something yeah. like that. You know, yeah, we'll find see. a way of making yeah. it work, basically. Yeah, um, maybe maybe next year um, you could come on as Compact Dicks, but as my guest. So you could just rock up, do a bit of yeah. talking and then, and then fly back off again. You know, exactly. let's, see, let's see how it pans out. Yeah, well, we've still got loads of stuff going on. We've still got the live podcast with Jenny Eclair on Thursday, the 2nd of November. So less than a month away now, mm. which is pretty crazy. Get yeah. your tickets, uh, cheerfulearful.co.uk. Less yeah. than a tenner for our one. It might be your last chance to see Dan hosting the podcast and you can come and see it live. Yeah. See him. See that pure, raw energy live. <laughs> see the pure lack of energy live. <laughs> No, there will be energy. There'll be energy. Mm, I, I'm mm. going to bring the fire. That's what they say, isn't it? Mm. Is it? I don't know. Bring, I'd say bring the thunder. Yeah, but with fire emojis after it. Yeah, put the fire emojis, yeah. yeah. But uh, look, as uh, that's sort of the big announcement, really. But as mm. we were here, we thought, you know what? We haven't done a compact dicks in bloody ages. Yeah. Let's check the email account. We've got emails. Lo and behold, there are emails in there. But just before we read some emails, Dan, mm. I think um, I, if, it, if it's okay with you, I'd like to um, send you a little message from uh, our regular contributor, John Deacon. Hi, James. Hi, Dan. Well, when James originally told me he was handing over the mantle of Desert Island Dicks to his mate, Dan, I was a little bit concerned. But I needn't have been because Dan has been a superb host of the show. He's had some great guests on, he's had some brilliant banter, and um, you'll be sorely missed, Dan. Good luck for the future, mate, and thanks for everything you've done. You've been great. Cheers. Bye. Thank you very much, John. It has been a pleasure. And, uh, hey, one of the best side effects of doing this podcast is uh, getting to know you just a little bit better. 
Oh, listen to that. That's lovely. Mwah. Chef's kiss to that. James, shall we mm. delve into our listener emails? Oh, let's do some emails. Dan, why don't you read the first email? This is a lengthy but well-written email, and it comes from mm. Tom. Yeah. He says, Hi, guys. Absolutely loving the pod. I'd like to nominate former Balls of Steel presenter and current GB News mouthpiece, Mark Dolan. He says, I liked Balls of Steel back when it was on and had seen bits and bobs of Mark Dolan's stand-up and other online comedy he did and found it funny enough. In his routines, he came across as pretty centrist, liberal kind of guy, making jokes about the Telegraph being a right-wing rag and how crap Brexit was. Then suddenly, out of nowhere, he reinvented himself as a right-wing shock jock on talk radio before moving to GB News, where he spouts whatever right-wing, anti-vax, climate-change-denying, pro-Brexit lunacy his boss is telling to. While GBBs is full of right-wingers, I quite like calling it GBBs. Yeah, GBBs is great. Undermine them a little bit. It's really clever. Whilst GBBs is full of right-wingers who I don't necessarily like or agree with, Anne Widdicombe, for example, I can at least acknowledge that they are sincere in what they believe. But Mark Dolan is a different story entirely. Whilst he still admits that he voted Remain in a manner similar to a born-again Christian confessing their past sins, he claims he accepted the referendum result as soon as it was announced and was excited about the opportunities that Brexit apparently presented. I have no issue with Remainers who did accept the result and wanted to make the best of it, as that's not an unreasonable stance. But when the referendum result was announced, Mark Dolan posted a petition for a second referendum on his social media, which is still visible today. Coincidentally, when he wasn't on the payroll of billionaire media moguls. Additionally, he has gone on to fully embrace whatever batshit conspiracy theory or cultural war bollocks his bosses tell him to and regularly sucks up to people he's previously referred to as nutters, Farage, Rees-Mogg, etc., like the two-faced little twerp that he is. Even his fellow comedians have said how shocked they are at his transformation, saying that he never held such views in all the time they knew him, which is even more reason to believe he is spouting this nonsense because he is being paid to and if The Guardian offered him an extra fiver a week, then he'd renounce all his newfound views in a heartbeat. In summary, Dolan is a bandwagon-jumping, sell-out little piss-weasel who's like, A, that twat at school who starts hanging out with the bullies and has become their lapdog, willing to say or do whatever they tell him, even turning on his old friends, or B, that other twat at school who switches between supporting Man United, Liverpool, or whoever's winning at the time. Either way, he's a massive dick and a worthy nomination, I'm sure you'll agree. Oh, that is... Oh, wow. I wish some of the guests on this podcast would have thought through their answers like that. That is yeah. damn delicious. That's right, yeah. I mean, well-argued, well balanced. I mean, it's it's just... I oh. feel like a judge on MasterChef, you know. <laughs> just beautifully balanced flavours there. But the observation, the time, the effort that's gone in, the following of Mark Dunn and seeing what he's posting and what he's talking about and then mm. just putting in a big cauldron of bile and just unleashing it is beautifully so well yeah. written and yeah and i think we all know this as you were given the options at the end i was thinking about this sniveling guy at school who i knew and then all of a sudden hang out with like the cooler more bullyish kids mm. and then all of a sudden just shunned us and yeah. I, I could picture him and it's exactly the same type of guy yeah, I just think they're the most dangerous sort of people, the ones who, like, if you believe in rock, whatever batshit crazy conspiracy theory thing, like, that's odd, but it's sort of your convictions, that's okay in a way. But if you're just sort of just being whoever 
the paymasters want you to be. That's so sinister. And that's sort of how you get like the Katie Hopkins and Piers Morgans. Because, you know, it's worse if I can just pay you to say whatever mad shit that I want. You know, especially when it's like incredibly offensive to a lot of people. Mm. So, yeah, fair oh, enough. Wow. Beautifully done. Okay. So, yeah, thank you, Tom, for that one. That was perfect. Thank you very much, Tom. Dan, I have one here. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, comes in from Georgina. And Georgina says, Hi, Dick Judges. Nice. I have a miscellaneous nomination, which is the romanticisation of farming. Mm. Specifically livestock farmers who don't, contrary to what many say, love their animals like children. If they did, they would sell their children to be slaughtered for the business which is what a farm is and not a nursery for sheep, cows and chickens. And I do kind of get that because when you watch TV and it's just like down on the farm or whatever, it's all Mm. quite cute and everyone's like, you know, got fresh eggs and they give the cow a little hug. Do you know what I mean? That kind of thing. But (laughs) the reality is we've we've seen the videos, so we know. Um, Georgina goes on to say, if an animal is going to be slaughtered to turn for profit, that's quite different to lovingly caring for it like it's a beloved member of the family. It's a business. It really gets my goat. I imagine pun was intended there, but <laughs> it really gets my goat when farmers are presented as living, doting parents to their animals when their business is based on arranging for these animals to be killed. I'm not judging the farmers for being farmers. If people will buy it, then businesses will provide it, etc. But the way that they're talked about like it's merry fucking poppins of the countryside is just ridiculous. Great. Okay, oh, there you go. So I feel like, specific. Yeah, and another very balanced uh, email, I think. Um, mm, mm. Yeah, it's something I like this because it's something I've never really thought about. But I think there is a disconnect between the sort of like romantic idea of the farmer getting up early with his cows, you know, mm. like out there in the field, just in your big yeah. barber jacket with your hat on, just like. Go dog and fetch me those lovely sheep. Do you know what I mean? It's it's actually yeah. they're probably using bolt things to like slam their pigs in the head. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I think before we have a, like an Alan Partridge style farmers revolt on our hands. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think they just grow the they you know they rear the animals and send them yeah. off for someone else to kill them. They probably mm. have to kill them sometimes in Maybe. case of an accident or something. Uh, but yeah. I think the idea that they're all kind of you know sitting there like. There, there now. Hush, hush. I, I shan't hurt thee. Come along now. Get yeah, into the yeah, field. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There's some yeah. milk. Like, I don't think that's how, you know, it is a business and it's probably pretty brutal. And I think, you know, good farmers obviously do care about their animals in that they have to care about their product to make sure it gets to market okay. But I don't think it's, you know, they're not vets. <laughs> they're not no, like, that's true. They're not, yeah. it's not an animal rescue center. I will caveat what I said by saying that. Um, on my wife's side of the family, there are some farmers and we often mm-hmm. go over to the Isle of Man and stay with them on their farm. I say often once a year, we go over and stay with them on their farm and they work incredibly hard. It, but it's not as it's pictured on TV, which I think what Georgina is getting at. They get up yeah. really early. They've got to do a lot of, a lot of like quite grueling jobs and it's quite tricky and you know they don't form bonds with the animals like for example <laughs> i remember the kids going what's that one's name and the farmer going we don't give them names nah. and I, you know that kind of sums it up for me you know they yeah. don't they don't have the time to do that it is a business and the same people that probably romanticize you might go to the supermarket and and pick off pick some lovely pork or some chicken off the shelf you're not really thinking about what happens in between i would say 
Yeah, exactly. It's a hard job. It's very brutal. They work very long hours and do crazy stuff that I wouldn't be strong enough to do. But I mean, like, isn't it better that it's business-like for them than like, I mean, if they reared all their animals, named them all and tucked them in at night, and then still got them all killed. That would also be quite weird. It would. It would. That, that would actually be. I mean, not that I'm saying you should go so far the other way that you just treat them like shit all the time. You know, like yeah. treat them broadly fine. Dad, I'm going to go on a minor tangent, but I, I, I really thought the super vet was the one that goes to the farm. But I think it's called the Yorkshire vet that goes to the farm. Oh. I found out a mad story the other day where the, the there's um, the program the Super Vet and that mm-hmm. is it was um, the Britney Spears song Toxic was written about the Super Vet because obviously it's not written about it's not written by Britney Spears it's written by the British songwriter who then sells it on and she wrote the song about the Super Vet who was on TV. No. Yeah. Go and look into it. There's a few articles online, but that, this is um, incredible. It's amazing. Yeah, it's. Um, it, I thought I thought they were the same person, but they're not. But um, wow. I, I'm sorry, Yorkshire vet, to have tarred you with the super vet brush. Did you think this this would be the way that your your last podcast would end? If <laughs> you could no. have guessed, no. Well, the, yeah, it's like oh yeah, he, he said it because he, he he said he was leaving because he had a difficult uh, personal life. Turns out he was like. Yeah, just chased down by farmers like yeah. Alan Partridge. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, um, I guess this is the end of the podcast. I guess it is, yeah. Yeah, well. Dan, I just want to say uh, thank you. Oh, thank you, James. But no, because like about however long COVID time, was it three years ago, I, mm. I was worried about hosting this podcast and I thought I couldn't do it anymore and... At that time, you said, I'd love to do it. And you stepped in and did it. And you've kept it alive for these past three years. I think, yeah, for you, you've done way more episodes than I have now. And um, it wouldn't still be here without you, your love, care and attention. And I really Aww. appreciate that. Thank well, you. thank you, James. And I appreciate being given custodianship of it because I've thought this a lot of times. And I always thought I'd probably try and say this in a more public forum but it's never already arrived. Arrived, but uh, this is probably like the best present anyone's ever given me, James. I've got to say. Oh man! You know, Come on. I get to like, I get to sit and like talk shit with comedians that I think are brilliant, and like have a laugh with them, and like pretend I'm I'm a big shot on a panel show. It's great. Oh damn! <laughs> so thank That's you, lovely. man. And look, we'll work something out. Hopefully, I'll be back in some format. I'm still trying. I'm still hoping to do the Jenny Eclair live show if I can. But yeah, we'll keep, keep you up to date with everything keep here. Possible. You know, Dan, the Dick's door is wide open. Oh, and ready thank for you. you. And also, we'll, you know, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Dick's Pod. Yeah, and you can get in touch on um, uh, contact the podcast at dickspod.com slash contact if you want to get hey. in touch. I'm talking to social media. There's even a poll running at the minute. I don't know how long that poll runs, though. Does it? Well, if we get through to the next round. Oh yeah, yeah. Go and vote. There is the comedy podcast devotees uh, page on Twitter, and they are running like a World Cup of comedy podcasts. And we are in the first round currently. I think we're doing all right. We look like we might get past the group stages at this point. But, yeah, go and check out their page. Do cast your vote for Desert Island X. We'd really appreciate that.
Yes, please, please do. Yeah, I, I, I'd love it if we got through to the to the final of that. That'd yeah, be amazing, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Come on, everyone, as a parting gift to Dan, rally yeah. together and get <laughs> us to the to the top of the podcast pile. Let's do it, man. We can do it. I believe in you. Right. Thank you, everybody. Uh, mm. It's been a pleasure. And uh, uh, well, yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>